Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. You A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Lorenzo, welcome to the cave. Thank you for having me. How are you, man? What's new with you? Uh, doing pretty well. Just making it through this pandemic, trying to get some writing done and stay creative. Yeah, how's the the whole quarantine uh, treating you? You've been staying in a lot. Yeah, yeah, but like it, it hasn't bothered me as much. Well, you know, like I said, I'm used to writing inside all day and not seeing the sun, so <laughs> it's, it's almost <laughs> normal. But uh, yeah, it would be nice to have the option to go out. So yeah, man. Uh, we'll talk a little about your movie too. Yeah, the movie that just came out the twenty fourth was released on uh, VOD, and we'll talk about that. But I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, where are you originally from? Um, I was born in Miami, Florida. My my father passed away when I was a baby, and my my mother uh, moved to Georgia. And I spent most of my life here. Was in Columbus, Georgia for a while, and then I moved to Atlanta, and uh, been here ever since, and enjoying it. Mm. You gotta love Atlanta with all the whole entertainment industries booming there right now. Yeah, exactly. When I first started, it was not here. We had like maybe one film, maybe two a year, and now it's pretty much booming here. Yeah. So, like growing up, did you have any idea this is what you wanted to do? Get into the entertainment industry? No, growing up, I uh, I used basketball to stay out of trouble, and I was I'm a musician also, so I was played a lot of piano in church and organ and drums, and I played clarinet, trumpet, and tuba and some of everything mainly I was a musician it's something that I wanted to do but I I thought you had to have all this money and pretty much be a millionaire to even start in acting and uh, found out that wasn't true so thankfully it wasn't true so how did you get started in acting um I tell this story all the time I was uh, sitting in the library and I I had decided one day that I you know wanted to pursue it and I was I was still young I was a teenager and I was looking up some stuff online and this guy um he walked up behind me he asked me what i was doing i told him i was trying to look up some acting stuff i wanted to be an actor and so he led me to a website to find extra work and i did some extra work i think the first set i was on was uh reshoots for a film called the gospel in 2005 and then i did some extra work on a movie called atl and the director christopher robinson christopher robinson um Chris Robinson, I'm thinking of, <laughs> thinking of Winnie the Pooh, but Chris Robinson, he gave me a bump in the film and gave me a little small role. And ever since then, I was, I was addicted and I just, I kept at it and uh, here I am now. So like, when you told your family, this is what you want to do, like, what was their reaction at first? Well, my mother's, she's really laid back and she's very supportive. Um, so she said, you know, whatever you want to do, just, you know, make sure you, um, you know, you stick with it and you're working hard and, you know, make sure you actually love it and you're not, you, you know, that you're doing it for the right reason, which is what I tell everybody now, too. Um, a lot of people do it maybe because they want to become famous or a household name, but you really have to love this because um, I tell people we get auditions all the time, but we, we may audition 200 times a year, may book one or two of them. So you have to really love it. Mm. Did, you take a, did you take acting lessons after you started out? Uh, no, it's funny. I feel kind of like a hypocrite because I always encourage people and tell people to take acting classes, but, um, for different reasons, I, I want to say I had, haven't had a chance, but for different reasons I haven't. Um, but I think my strongest suit when it comes to acting, acting is I'm a really deep empath. Um, so it allows me to feel things that, um, other people feel or make myself feel, 
uh, things or put pe- put myself in other people's shoes. Um, yeah. So I think that's my the strongest thing I use when it comes to my acting, which kind of makes you know techniques like Meisner come natural to me or method acting. Now you mentioned earlier, you know, you're also a screenwriter and a director. Like, how did you fall into like those uh, categories also? Well, it, it came with acting, you know, being a black actor. Um, a lot of times we don't get the roles um, that other people are allowed to get. And I, I feel like sometimes we're not in control of our own story. And we have a, a lot of uh, negative imagery of, of black men out there. And I wanted to get into uh, creating a more positive image for black actors and give us more diverse roles. And, you know, instead of the same, you know, I'm a thug, I'm a drug dealer type stuff. So I uh, I said, I'm going to, you know, study, study writing and as some people find out, it's not as easy as you think. You think, oh, I'm creative. I came up with ideas before, but it's more than an idea. So I uh, started studying writing and then I got ready to shoot my first short film. And I was like, yeah, who wants to help me? And it's like, when you don't have a budget and money to pay people, like nobody wants to do it. And I completely understand that because I'm in the industry. So I say, you know what? I'm just going to learn all the different jobs myself, learn how to light, learn about uh, sound and uh, you know, uh, uh, scene composition and all that kind of stuff. And so I just dove into that for a couple of months and studied, studied my butt off. And, you know, that's how I got into that. How many years have you been writing, you think, now? Uh, I, it's been, it's honestly been off and on. I think a lot of people can attest to that. But I think I, when I first, you know, decided to do it, I think it was like 2013. And then I <laughs> wrote my first script and my first feature and it came out to be like 155 pages. And, that's not acceptable, um, especially for the genre I was writing. <laughs> and so I went back and studied some more, stopped again, studied some more. And it's, you know, it's off and on studying until you really, you know, try to, you know, kind of understand that you know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, so I'd say about six, seven years. What's your goal for like the writing? Like, have you, is there like a certain um, film that you want to maybe hopefully make someday? I mean, I have, a, I, have a, I have a number of them. And like I said, when you first start off writing, you think everything is an idea. Then you really start to understand what actually can be a movie. And so I, I would say right now I have about nine ideas that I want to punch out. Um, but I'm looking to be, you know, one of the more well-known producers and writers and creators uh, overall in the industry. And um, I have a, a lot of projects I want to put out. The theme of most of my projects um, revolves around just bringing people together from different backgrounds and, and just making people realize that we're, we're all the same. Um, I say this all the time, you know, we, we fight and there's so much division between politics and race and all that kind of stuff. And want people to understand that we're, we're all the same, you know, we're fighting each other and we should be working together more. So um, kind of a loose thing, but I have, you know, a lot of ideas that, that are pretty much wrapped up in that. Yeah. Are you going to try to stick with more of like films or do you think you want to dive into TV or like a web series also? Um, I'm, I'm mainly, mainly features. Um, I have written some, um, some sitcom stuff and my writing partner, uh, Jessica, she's, uh, she kind of handles that. She's really good with the sitcoms and TV shows and I'm more feature based. I, I, I kind of like the, the one and out get that same with yeah. acting, you know? Um, but just those big ideas, I want to say they're all, I wouldn't say they're all high concept, but I, I kind of tend to like film a little bit more. So I mentioned earlier, you had a recent project that came out called the 24th, which was on uh, video on demand. Uh, tell us a little bit about the movie. Um, well, the 24th is about the 24th infantry um, in 1917. These is a group of black soldiers and they wanted to go to France and fight in the war and uh, for lack of better words, earn their honor or, you know, just feel like they're really representing their country. 
but they got stuck at Camp Logan, you know, watching over the construction workers and um, tending to them. And, you know, they're there that they're, they are there to help the construction workers, but they are experiencing a lot of, you know, racial tension be, uh, between them and um, just a lot of misfear, uh, uh, mistreatment, I'm sorry. And, um, and, you know, they just kind of got fed up with it and uh, kind of went on, a, <laughs> went on a, uh, a, a riot or, 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 you know, for lack of better words. And, you know, they just were kind of fed up and, you know, they just, just wanted fair treatment, you know. So you play Lucky. When you first heard about this project and you read the script, like what drew you in? Um, the fact that it was a true story that I had never heard before. Um, I, I guess I understand it better now, but through school, I really wasn't that much into history. And um, I want to say this correctly, but a lot of the history that, you know, I was taught in school, I, you know, I graduated, went to college and found out a lot of it wasn't true. You know, I just remember um, you know, praising people and just, you know, shouting and singing Christopher Columbus' name, and then you find out the stuff that he actually did. And so when I found out this was a true story, even though it's kind of brutal, um, you know, it just drew me in. And the fact that I've never heard even an inkling about it, I've never heard anything about it, um, that's, that's what really drew me in. And just, uh, just the, it made me realize the strength that people had, you know, in the Jim Crow era. You know, a lot of times we as Black people, we want to say, Oh, if I was in the Jim Crow era, I would have did this or that. But you know, it's, it's it's easy to say that now when you're not in that that era. Even though we have some similarities now, um, just realizing the courage of these men and feeling like that this their story needed to be told and they they deserve that uh, respect to have their story told. Was this a tell us about your audition when you went in for this? Was it a self tape or was it live? Yeah, this was self tape. Actually, I actually was just finishing helping another friend with their audition and. Um, I got the, uh, the, the email from my agent and I sent the first tape in and then they had me read again for another role. I don't, maybe they were, you know, trying to see my range. I'm not sure, but, uh, I read for a second role and then I, I booked that role. But when I got on set, um, through the table read, the director saw something else and I ended up with the role of Lucky. How would you describe Lucky? Um, Lucky's like, you know, he's a innocent kid he's uh he's actually from the backwoods you know he's not like these the rest of the men who you know were just ready to you know go into the military or some of them were incarcerated and this is the only way that they can you know not be you know go to jail uh he's just a kid from the backwoods is excited to be away from um his small area even though they're still in kind of like a small area this is like the big city for him so he's just excited to be there and he's happy to dig ditches. You know, everybody else is fed up with it, but he's, he's excited. This is fun for him. So it's really kind of innocent and naive kind of. Yeah. So when you booked the role, like, uh, what kind of research did you do to prepare for it? Well, I, I immediately went to Google, of course, and because I never heard anything about it and I thought it was going to be hard to find information on it. But, you know, there's a lot of historians that have been tracking the story for years and years, probably longer than I've been alive. And a lot of people were excited that the film was getting made. And so, you know, uh, looked up a couple of articles, a couple of books and, Google, you know, like I said, Googled a lot of stuff and yeah. YouTube videos also. Um, but I was surprised how much information was out there. But this story hadn't, you know, hadn't made made it to the mainstream yet. Did you find any challenges playing the character? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, I, I would think I, and I can't say what percentage, but I use a, a um a combination of method and Meisner when I'm acting. So I'm really putting myself in that world. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough, even when you're doing some of the fun scene, really putting yourself in the state of mind that you're in 1917 and, you know, all the stuff is going on around you. And to be honest, it's, it's kind of, it's not hard to do with what's going on today. 
But um, that part, and especially, you know, some of the, the nuances that Lucky has with um, having to, for lack of a better, I don't want to spoil it, but um, having to kind of put his, his brothers out there, these people that he sees as, as his closest friends, you know, it was kind of hard doing that. You know, uh, one of the days of the main court scene was a, for me, was a kind of a dark day putting myself in that place, but uh, realizing this is what these men went through. So it, it, it took a lot of where was this filmed, by the way? This was in North Carolina. I think we were in Charlotte, um, um, Concord, and um, Salisbury. I couldn't think of it for a minute, but Salisbury, yeah. Oh, well, how long were you on set for? How long did it take to film the movie? We were there, hmm, I think about 28 days, maybe. Um, I'm trying to remember how many we actually shot, though, but I know where it was. I was there for about 28 days. When was this filmed? Was it uh, early, uh, like, last fall? This was actually last summer, uh, June to July. We started in the beginning of June and ended around uh, July. How uh, how was it working with the cast and like how would you describe the like the the vibe on the set? It was really chill. It was it was really um, everybody um, you know got along well, and you know the veterans like Michael T and uh, Thomas Hayden were you know and shared a lot of wisdom and. Uh, stuff to look for as you know travel through the 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 industry but i think kevin and and trey really set the uh tone on set i think it's um you know important for those at the top to set the tone on set you know um because whatever they're doing everybody else is going to do if it's chaotic with them then you know the set will be chaotic but it was really relaxing um i I just really enjoyed myself how can the listeners find the movie oh i know it's on amazon prime it's on uh google play movies uh, Voodoo, um, some of the cable providers, Charter, I know they have it. Um, YouTube, trying not to skip any of them. But uh, it's pretty much on all the video on demand platforms. Those platforms are named and, and a couple of more. When I was doing a little research on you, I noticed that you have a YouTube channel with uh, Pastor Petty. Tell us about that. Pastor, <laughs> it's funny. It's crazy because some people even know me as deep dramatic actor or they know me as a comedian. And it's funny when people find out that I do both. But um, Pastor Petty started as something that was supposed to be a writing exercise because I'm a writer and I was just trying to, you know, make sure my bits go over because I have a, a interesting um, style of comedy. And so it started as a writing assignment. So I said, well, the only way I'll know if it's working is if I act it out. And so I would just write the, the bits out and then act them out. And it caught on much faster than I thought it would. You know, it wasn't even my intention to be like social media comedian or go viral or any of that stuff. Um, but I think I did one video uh, for the Super Bowl, Bowl. I think it was 2018 and maybe when the Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl. And I, I put up the video and I woke up the next morning and it went viral. It was at like 700,000 views and that's when I decided to just keep going and, you know, see if I could, you know, get an audience from doing that. And it worked out pretty well. Um, so I definitely got some comedy stuff in me, but most of my stuff is, uh, well, I got, a, I got a number of things. I got comedy, I got thrillers, I got dramas. So, yeah. yeah. Have you thought about like, even cause you know, you mentioned comedy, like, have you thought about trying to stand up? I have, I actually have, I've, I've done a couple of open mics and stuff like that, but I'm really trying to just, um, just get my schedule together. And I, it sounds cliche, but get my life together and just try to, yeah. you know, um, balance my time and when, with my writing acting, and the comedy stuff. And that's what I'm really 
I, I really had a chance to do that during the quarantine. So I'm just trying to keep that going. And I do want to step out there and do it because we have one life to live and you, you got to try. You got, you know, right. those that succeed, they've tried more times than those who haven't, you know, who, I, how the saying go? I think th those who succeed have tried more times than others have failed or tried. I failed more times than others I have tried. I'm sorry. It's such a, I, I know what I'm trying to say, but I was getting tongue tied. Oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It. yeah, but you're, yeah, you're right. It's like you, you only have that one life, man. If you don't at least give it a try, even if you fail, who cares? It's like keep trying. Exactly. Exactly. So in the acting world, is there like a dream role that you kind of hope you get your hands on someday you want to play? I, I tell people all the time, I like, I like the, the roles like um, Cuba play with the radio. Um, the Ray Charles, Antoine Fisher. Um, I'll always name those three. Those three really stick out to me. I, I like character type roles. I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and with me not being the the the, the six feet hunk or whatever or six foot hunk, uh, I don't want the really you know the 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 love role, roles like those character roles. Not as deep as, as Joker, but you know, yeah. uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of stuff. I, I love those types of roles. I tell people all the time, I don't want to just be a line reciter. I want, I want something that I can really dig into. Yeah, so that makes you feel like after you like you finish filming, you're like, yes, this is like, like you get a thrill out of it. Yeah, I love creating characters, yeah. So when you're not working on your downtime, what do you enjoy doing? Uh, like I said, I'm always in my music and stuff. I play basketball. I'm, I'm, I'm a gym rat, so I work out a lot. I actually just started working on a home gym here because I went back to the gym a couple of times. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of iffy so i said i'm just gonna build a home gym at the house and so that you know I, you know i already mentioned writing but that's the stuff i do is it mainly everything i do is kind of revolves around the the arts mm. what's next for you any other projects that were filmed or anything be like before the pandemic and they're gonna come out soon well i have been talking to a producer of a uh, a film that they're still reworking the script and they're still still in pre-production so um, when they when they get cleared you know for covid to go in and shoot and um actually was talking to another group of producers too but I, it's been a while since i talked to them but i'm really looking forward to getting back to work soon yeah so uh lastly uh how can the listeners find you on social media on social media i have a, a facebook page where i can be found at just with my name lorenzo yearby and on um i don't really yeah, i gotta get better with twitter but i'm on instagram at L A Y E A R B Y, and that's at L A Year B. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much how you can find me everywhere. All right, Lorenzo, man, this was fun. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Brad. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.